Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 138, and today this episode is for all of you who are maybe lacking some inspiration or motivation in your language learning journey or just in life in general. And we're going to discuss some tips and tricks and some ways to kind of get yourself out of that, you know, little low spot where you're where you're thinking, ah, it's so much work to to get done what I need to do. And um, I, I just, I don't have the motivation right now. Listen to this. We're going to get you motivated. We're going to get you pumped up and ready to go. So I hope you're ready and I hope my co-host is ready. So without further ado, my buddy, Jared, what's going on, Jared? Chad, you are literally talking about me right now. I um, <laughs> was so gung-ho to learn Spanish a mere four months ago, five months ago. In podcast time, I have, I have no track of what year. It could be 2030. I don't know. This feels like some sort of something that people do in uh, sanitariums because they have no one else to talk to. I was so <laughs> committed to learning Spanish. You know, and I first started with the lessons. My um, girlfriend is close to fluent. You know, I'm not going to say she's perfectly fluent, but she's close enough where she could actually teach me, you know, most of the fundamentals. You told me that's not a great way to learn. I was following this kind of boring textbook thing online. I started watching a TV show, Falsa Identitad. It got weird real fast, a little too weird for me. I, I wasn't into the child selling. I wasn't into the, I don't know. It just turned too weird. And after that, I stopped watching that show. I was, I, that was it. And this is episodes for me, and it's for everyone else. But first, please, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize how passionate I'd be about giving up on Spanish. Spread a little love. Spread a little love to me. I could do it. Also, follow us on Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Our Twitter is Untranslatable1, the number one. I'll tell you this, dude. I... I it, it, Listen, our social media is always pop-popping and stuff. It's great. It's exhausting. No one should live like this, but I do it for the people. And all I ask is that Spread please... Spread a little love! ...with five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher because, you know, it's, you know, it's great. What we do here is great. The people need it. We hear from you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hey, buddy, how's China been? I, I, I feel like China, I need my updates every now and again. China has been... Absolutely. Well, China has been fantastic. First of all, this weekend, I'll be going to Xi'an, which is one of the best tourist locations in China. They have these really famous uh, couple different foods. They have what's called a, uh, I don't know the Chinese word for it, but if you Google Chinese hamburger, go ahead and humor me and just Google it right now. They have like a special kind of hamburger here. Um, it looks really delicious, looks super scrumptious, and uh, so I'm definitely going to try that while I'm in Xi'an. Um, Chinese hamburger is one of them. And then another delicacy there, they have um, like a lamb soup with uh, pita oh, bread also in the soup. A Chinese hamburger almost looks like a bun, you know, like a, one of those buns you might get from like, I don't know where, you know what I'm talking about? I think you're talking about the the buns you're talking about. I think they're Korean, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm trying to think. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but what I'm saying is they look like that, just fried, like like the right. bread. The bread mm-hmm. of it is fried and not whatever they do to the pork buns to heat them. 
steam I think, them, I, I would think assume. they steam them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, so I'm going to Xi'an over the weekend for a conference. So uh, keep your eyes out to our listeners for maybe an On the Road Again Xi'an edition. Are you um, going to be um, mm-hmm. on the road again? Yes. Are you going to be... <laughs> I crack myself up. <laughs> Are you going to be presenting at this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This what? time I'm changing it up, though, Jared. Oh, I love I'm this. not doing. I'm not doing music and language learning. Now I'm doing games and language learning so i've got six games that i'm going to demonstrate um i'll give i'll give you and our listeners a quick rundown so you know a little teaser for next episode because i'll talk about it a little bit more in detail but um the the first game that we'll probably play is called find someone who and this is where did you ever do this in your language classes jared doesn't sound i'll explain it a little bit so find someone who is when uh, the teacher either gives the students a handout or I usually just do a, a PowerPoint slide because trying to save the environment here, people, and not for, I have over 150 students, so that is a lot of paper to print out. Yeah. Um, even if, even if I did two of them on one sheet, that's still like over 70 sheets of paper. So that's a lot. Anyways. Um, so what you do is you give them questions, like find someone who I actually did this last night in my conversation hour, which we'll also get to in a moment. But, um, I had questions like, find someone who uh, can paint or draw. Find someone who, I was really, really curious, find someone who can eat over 20 dumplings. Uh, find someone who uh, has a cute picture of a dog or a cat, right? Oh, yeah. Um, this is a find game? Somebody Where are you who, finding these people? Are these people well, in the class? So in the classroom, yeah. You have to walk around and interview them. And you oh, make okay. it a game because you give them a time limit. And the first person to find all six people or ten people or whatever is technically mm-hmm. the winner. So that's one of them. Okay. And and that one's a lot of fun because the students mm. get to mingle around and have a good time. There's a lot of lot of laughing and giggling and smiling. So that that makes me happy as the teacher seeing that. Um, okay. Another game. Uh, another game we're going to play is Who Am I, which is and kind of are, that. Like, are these with mm-hmm. students or are you present? Who are you presenting this to? I'm presenting to university teachers that will hopefully use these in their lessons. Is it, is it, is it rude to say that this sounds a little patronizing? But I mean, you're teaching them how to play games, I guess. But when I hear yeah. this, it sounds like, wait, you're teaching these people, you're treating these people like they're six-year-olds. Well, that's just the, just, I, I don't know. I, no, I don't no. think it's patronizing, that's, but... Uh, I, I understand. No, no, no. No, I, 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 I get what you're saying, though. And in the presentation, I talk a lot about like how long the games will take, you right. know, uh, what language levels will you use them for. So um, how far, I, I'm leaving that out. How far away yeah. is the city, by the way? Xi'an, it will be over, it will be my longest train ride yet in China. It'll be, uh, oh. it's weird. On the way there, it'll be five and a half hours. On the way back, it'll be about six hours. And this is all so, high speed train? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Now I, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I don't. And so and so the interesting thing is though is that the the tickets were booking up uh, pretty quick. Uh, they were being booked pretty quick. So on the way there, I'll be traveling first class, which is nice because you get like a you get like a little snack and a free complimentary bottle of water. And usually the first class seats have like outlets in them so you can charge your, charge mm. your phone or your laptop or whatever. But 
all the first class seats were sold out on the way back. So on the way back, I'll be traveling second class like a peasant. It's a tough no, I'm life. Kidding. I'm, so, I'm um, sorry you have to live like this, well, Chad. But, but the thing <laughs> is, I have, to make sure, I have to make sure on the way back I have my laptop fully charged before I get on the train and my phone as well because there won't be any outlets for me to plug into. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I keep, I, you know, I also keep forgetting how paramount, that's the word I'm going to use, it is mm-hmm. that you make sure you have full signal at all times. Like full signal and full oh, yeah. battery at all times. Full battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's more than full signal. Right, but yeah. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I also will see a, a couple of my other uh, English fellow friends, my fellow fellows, as we say. <laughs> I, I like that. Can I ask you this, though? I'm mm-hmm. excited for this trip. Maybe we'll do an on the road again. Who knows? Maybe we can get um on the road Willie again. to uh, wake up, get into his fancy bus. But um, how how has it been? Has your has has have the classrooms been loosening up? You know, like that feels. I feel like that's a sort of a goal for you is to loosen up mm-hmm. the classrooms. Have you been noticing that happening? So that's a that's a really great question, Jared. Um, I will say this, they definitely have become much more talkative amongst each other. I think they've gotten more used to and accustomed to we don't my like discussion that. style teaching. Uh, <laughs> um, because in the beginning when I would have them discuss, it would be like dead silence for like 20, 30 seconds. And then one person would start talking and then people are like, oh, okay, it's, it's okay if I start talking too. Right. Now, when I say discuss, they start discussing. But what I have done is I don't ask for volunteers anymore. I just call on students. And what I've been doing, this is a technique that I learned from uh, one of my fellow fellows, uh, my buddy Damien, is he taught, he taught me that you, what you do is you ask the student a question. So you say, give me a color. And if they say blue, I look around and I find a student who's wearing something blue. Or I say, you know, like most, of, right, Jared's wearing blue. So I would call on Jared. <laughs> Right, uh, Jared. What is the cognitive theory of language learning? Um, oh shit! But yeah, so, <laughs> Jared didn't read his textbook. People, he's a bad student. Um, but yeah, so so um, so that's one way. Like a lot of it's based on just like appearances, right? So I'd be like, all right, like long hair or short hair? Glasses are. I love the glasses, no glasses, because mm-hmm. usually they'll say no glasses, and I only have like two students that don't have glasses. So it's like, all right, well, you you know you're getting called on. Um, <laughs> So, so I've been doing that, and what I've also been doing is I'll, I'll call on one student to answer. Like if I do discussion questions, and I have like three or four of them, I will I'll say, all right, you know, I'll call on, I'll call on one student, and they'll answer, and I'll, I'll be like, all right, pick a student, and then, and then they have to look around and find somebody. So that has definitely made the I hate, participation I hate a that. lot better. I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so That sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> right. Well, it's a good thing I'm not your language teacher. Oh my teacher, gosh! Jared, but I, I like, I, but I, you know, I get. See, it's weird. I both hate you and understand your struggle because I, the reason why this hurt pains me so bad is when I think onto those times in those classes I had in high school. I remember this one, uh, like humanities class I had in um, in Germany in like ninth grade, and it was about like um, like a Homo sapiens and all that stuff. And no one knew anything oh, cool. in the class. And the teacher okay. would do that Uh-oh. stuff, and I would hate it because I'd be like, oh, God, I know I'm going to get called eventually, and I know that I 
There's a 48% chance that I might know the answer. <laughs> right. And then you and then you might have to call on somebody else yeah. and be that jerk and to I'm call somebody else. And I get beat up, you know, in the parking lot after. <laughs> right. There's a lot of variables right. going on here. But see, but see the funny thing is is that my I'm really confident like 85%, maybe even I'll go out on a limb and say 90% of the time, my students know the answer. It's just in in Chinese culture, it's very um I don't know if inapp- right, this- impolite or inappropriate is the correct term, but you like humility is really important in Chinese culture. That's a good one. Like exactly. It's not it's classy, uh, yeah. Right. Right. You don't want to brag and show off. Um, but you know, I tell my students, you know, how else am I going to know you understand the material unless you were able to explain things and, and identify mm-hmm. things and tell and Especially you know, since tell, report back to me. Especially since they're being educated to do a job where you have to explain things to right. people, you know? Exactly. Or it's like, I need to Although know that you my... can explain this to people. Right. But also, though, in all of my classes, I think my largest class out of 46 students, 12 of them want to become teachers. So, mm. you know, because these are just English majors. Yeah. Um, so well, so I think other of them I, might want to do business. In college, Go I ahead. concentrated in finance, and I quickly ran as far away from that as possible so i get it that's pretty Listen. normal though i mean <laughs> right. a lot of like i don't know what the percentage is but like it's a very low percentage of people that actually do a degree related to or sorry do have a job in a field related to their degree and mm-hmm. mine is mine is only loosely related right i mean i'm not sadly i'm i wish i was still teaching german i miss it dearly but um and i wish i was doing more with music i mean i guess i am when i I try to incorporate music in my teaching when I can, but I'm not actually playing music as much as I would like. Right. So I also, I also made a career shift as well. Um, so, you know, and eventually we're just going to be professional podcasters. So keep your eyes yeah, off of that. That'll people, be quite the sure. career shift. <laughs> right. No kidding. I'll enjoy but yeah, but Thanksgiving. A couple, couple other things about China though, real quick, Jared, and then we'll, then we'll spread some love um, is, uh, I, so I went to, there's like a little burger joint near my apartment. So I, I went there last night cause I was, I was really hungry and my Wednesdays go kind of long cause I also do a conversation hour. And so I went to the burger place and I sit down and, uh, there are three workers that I see there regularly. So they kind of, well, I'm the only Westerner. I'm the only foreigner that I know of around this part of town. So, um, so they know who I am. And so I go in and they're actually having dinner together and they invited me to join them and, uh, and the food smelled good, looked really good, but it was fish and I am not a fish guy. And most of the fish here, uh, in China, Jared still has the bones in it. So you gotta like pick out the bones as you're eating it. And anyway, so I felt really bad turning down their invitation to eat with them. Also, I didn't want to embarrass myself. I'm still not great with chopsticks. I didn't want to drop their food all over their table. Um, but And I was really, uh, um, really just wanted a burger. So, so, you know, I had a burger, but we were talking, and I befriended. I'm pretty sure he's either the manager, maybe even the owner of the store, and befriended him. We exchanged WeChat info, and uh, one of these days we're going to hang out. But what was really great and really touching is he said, he said, well, if I don't see you until November, and I told him, trust me, man, you'll, you'll see me. Like, I like your restaurant. Like, I'll, I'll be back. You'll see me. But he said, if I don't see you, um, 
until November, he said, I would be happy to cook a Thanksgiving meal for you here. So I might be having Wait, a turkey. Just yeah. for just you? That's, I mean, I would assume that his friends that were there would also be there. But yeah. Huh. Please tell me yeah. you're going to do this. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's a super nice guy. They, they're all really friendly. Um, but it was also kind of funny. I think he, he asked me where I'm from, and I said, Michigan. And the other one's like, oh, Michigan. And, and he, said, he said, where in Mexico is that? And I said, I said no, 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 no. <laughs> Not Mexico. Michigan in the United States. He's like, oh. And then I like showed him a picture where it was and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. super nice guy. His English name is Brian. Uh, super friendly, super nice. Also, he brews his own beer and let me try some of his own uh, brewed beer, and that was really, really good as well. So, um, wow, that's a so yeah, seems so, like a bold move, isn't it? What drinking someone's home brewed beer? I mean, well, it's it's in like a bottle that's been like like it's it looked legit, you know. Okay. So, and I haven't died yet. So, okay. If, well, uh, if, if we don't, if, if we don't, rec- <laughs> if we don't record a on the road again, Shian edition, it's because I died from <laughs> homemade beer. But I mean, homemade beer generally is is I would think most homemade alcohols are fairly safe to drink because the alcohol kills the bacteria, right? Mm. I tried to make homemade beer one time, and it turned out great, except there was no carbonation. Like it was flat. So you had more beer. of a homemade wine. Like yeah, okay. Um, like a weird beer wine or something. Okay. I guess so. I didn't drink any of it. Interesting. Anyway, this interesting. Is, all right, uh, spread let a me, love. All right, let's let's do that. We can save the student questions for next time because I have some yes. good student. Okay, I'll bring I those next you time. did because I yeah. I'm sure I'm sure we'll that'll spark some. Yeah, we'll save them. We'll save them for next time. All right, let's spread some love. So my first shout out. Well, well, first of all, do you have any shout outs, Jared? I do, Chad, but please go first. Please. All right, I will. So my first one goes out to the United Kingdom, our, our brothers and sisters in the UK. who Brilliant. are um, Who uh, research shows that uh, renewable energy sources has provided more electricity to UK homes and businesses than fossil fuels for the first time over the last quarter, according to new research. The, the renewables record was set in the third quarter of this year after its share of the electricity mix rose to 40%. It is the first time that electricity from British wind farms, solar panels, and renewable biomass plants has, sur- has surpassed fossil fuels since the UK's first power plant fired up in 1882. Hmm. So I think this is really amazing. We need to give lots of love to all of our brothers and sisters in the UK. You for uh, looking for cleaner energy sources and the fact that it, it has already surpassed fossil fuel consumption already shows us that this is very doable and I hope that other countries and other places will um, follow in suit as well. I agree, Chad. Thank you. I have an untranslatable like I always do. And <laughs> mine, have you heard of a, a football, well, retired football player named Warwick Dunn? Warwick, Warwick Dunn. That's a tough. That's a tough name to say. I have not. No. Well, he used to play for for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and mm-hmm. he has donated through his um, uh, like nonprofit uh, so fund or you know fund that he has the his hundred and seventy third home to a family. 
His uh, oh, wow. mother used to be a uh, police officer, and she was killed when he was uh, 20. And now he uh, um, goes around and donates these homes. And in all of the homes, there are there's like some sort of um, like nod or reminder to his mother in all these homes. But he goes around and donates um, homes through this foundation. And uh, I stumbled... I, this is my first time on Snopes, but looking for more stuff about Warwick Dunn, I accidentally stumbled onto Snopes, and mm-hmm. Snopes says that this story is true, reliable, and correct. So, Oh, good. This is I, 6,000 steps ahead of meme news. There we go. That's Snopes pretty approved. good. That's pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> you said how many homes? 173. And he That's just awesome. he just got to 173, I believe, within like the last day or two. So, That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Warren Dunn, we appreciate it. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. You betcha. I love that. I love that idea about like we've talked about Warren Dunn. We've also talked about that one billionaire that paid off um, uh, debts for, you know, all the graduating students of Morehouse class of 2019 mm-hmm. or something like that. I, I that that's that's the sort of see you know sometimes I feel bad that I do dream about just having ridiculous amounts of money, but I also <laughs> dream about enjoying myself with that money and then also doing things like Warwick Dunn and I wish I remember the other guy's name and like the uh, the guy that paid off the the donations or the the um, the debts the debt that's the kind of mm, stuff I'd loans, like to do with yeah. my money. And oh, while still also thoroughly enjoying it. And I think that that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the thing is that you, oh, shoot, I don't remember who, who said it. I think it was maybe Dave Ramsey, who's like a, like a financial guy. He has a book called The Total Money Makeover. If you haven't read it and you're not good with your money, check it out. I mean, I'm not great with money yet either, but it's definitely taught me a lot of great stuff. But he says you... Um, you try to get so you can give something along those lines. You know, one mm-hmm. of the reasons why you accumulate wealth is so you can give back. You can be in a position to do that. And I can't yeah. agree with you more, Jared. And it's always, I think, so great when you do see people doing this because I think, sadly, there are a lot of greedy people out there in the world, um, but there are some who are willing to help people in need. And that's great. So, you Jared, betcha. I got one last shout out. So, um, you know, there's always been this talk of the the how problematic Columbus Day is, right? You know, Columbus comes to America, does all sorts of terrible things to a lot of indigenous people. Obviously not just him, but his whole crew. And so uh, there have been decades of pushing and waiting for people to, to really give recognition to the people who I think really deserve it, which are the indigenous people. Um, and so now Wisconsin has become the 12th state to recognize Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day. So I think this is really great. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to give a shout out to Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, who issued an executive order declaring the day last week. And uh, Wisconsin is home to 11 federally recognized indigenous nations. Um, And Jared, just so you know, because I know you love these facts, uh, this has been ongoing since 1989. Uh, that there have been numerous uh, different national indigenous advocacy groups that have been pushing for this alteration in hopes of repositioning the idea of what it means to be American. Many cities have previously recognized the day, now also including Madison. Um, 
And so I think this is great. And not only is that great, but um, there are some different student groups that are, you know, indigenous uh, people, student groups, and they also held an event uh, seeking to connect indigenous students with one another and foster a positive dialogue surrounding their identity. So I want to give a shout out to not only the governor, Tony Evers, but also all of the indigenous students who are able to um, get together and hopefully foster a more positive dialogue surrounding their identity. I think this is great. Um, yes. And we need to give a lot more credit to all the indigenous people around the world. So, yeah. It is ridiculous that we still celebrate Columbus Day. And there's really, like, no real... Like, there's no real argument for it, you know? <laughs> like, like, it's, right. like, it's not like, the, you know, like... It's not like those hardcore nationalist... Uh, I love America people can be like, oh, we're ruining America's history. It's like, this has nothing to do with America's history. I mean, I guess besides for the fact that it was the same soil, but it was like, this is hundreds of years before America was even, you know, considered. Right, right. Um, so, like, it is odd that that people are, would even fight against that. But I think that that, if there is fighting against that, which I would assume there is, I think it just speaks more to... Um, the bigger picture of racism and than anything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. That, do you know what time it is, Jared? I do. Before I ruined it by bringing up racism, <laughs> I was getting all excited for these untranslatables. Mind if I get us started, Jared? Yeah. I do mind. I got, no, I'm kidding. You do. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, uh, speaking of staying motivated and inspired for language learning, I've noticed, especially because Annabelle was with me in, in Beijing over the last weekend, and I was speaking mostly German with her, and also speaking German with her and her crew members at dinner, it's I realized like, I, need, I need to keep up on my German. So I've got uh, two German untranslatables for you today, Jared, um, and, uh, and it'll also help you keep up on your German. So here we go. The first one is, Niemand kann mir das Wasser reichen. Um, I don't know what Reichen is. Reichen is, it? is it, it means either to reach or, or, or if you use it in the dative case, like in this instance, it can also mean like to pass. Like, kannst du mir, um, kannst du mir das oh, like to reach it to me. To pass. To reach it to me or to pass, but yeah. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. no one can pass the water. Or no one can, no one, I would say this one might be easier to, to, to discombobulate, which is a great <laughs> word. Um, no, if, if someone if is say, discombobulated. You can't dis- <laughs> <laughs> Someone is well, discombobulated. Maybe I want to make you, you discombobulate. discombobulate something. <laughs> I just made it a thing, Jared. You heard it first here at the Untranslatable of a podcast. Anyways, dis- here, how about decipher, Jared? Is that better for you? Okay. I kind of like discombobulate. Right? Um, no one can reach me the water. No one can reach me the water. Like, no one is, on, like, get on my level kind of thing. You know, it's like, hit no that one, ham horn, my dude. Oh, yeah. Hit that ham horn. Very good. Yeah. Also, the ham horn seems like the perfect response to get on my level. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. Get on my for level, sure. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are going to be listening to that and just be like, oh, we are so disappointed in Jerry. Hey, get, hey, get on my level. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, my first untranslatable is Haitian Creole. I enjoy this language. I don't 
get it, but I don't get most of the languages I spew here on this episode, on this uh, podcast. So this is no different than the other. Uh, but like you know, sometimes I I I read a, a language and I'm like, what is what kind of what can I relate this to? You know, right? Uh, and I feel like anyway, this is Haitian Creole, and it's salave men sie iate, and the literal translation is it's washing your hands and wiping them on the floor. So it's like you are, it's like you're doing something counterproductive. Yeah. I'm going to give that okay. to you. Essentially. Yeah. It's like a useless effort where, yeah, it's like, right. Right. Like why you, would you w- wash your hands and wipe them on the floor? Like that's just like you, you know, I actually just thought of, and I'm going to give you a bonus. I thought of an English entrance or American. I don't, I, may, I don't know about England English, but an American okay. English untranslatable that we have here. That's similar to that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. You know, Something. this is terrible. Cause All right. What, what is it? What is well, it? Well, I forgot as I was. <laughs> oh, no. We'll never know, Jared. Oh, geez. Like, as I, I was, was asking, like, oh, shit, I forgot. I was like. And this what one's not you, even hold, close. Hold, hold, hold. It was yeah. a useless effort. Um, what did you say? Um, what did you say as your response? I feel uh, like what did I, I, I just what had did, it and I lost I say? it. I, I said like you're you're doing something, like you're you're doing something that's that's. I'm, now I'm trying to think. All right, let's move on. Let's I'm so here. sorry, everyone. Chad, I'm sorry for you. Hold, I'm sorry hold, to myself as I'm editing this later. Hold up, I let me. I want to figure out immediately try, what I'm thinking of. I, no, I want to. I want to try to think of it real quick. So let's see here. What what did I say? So, well, first of all, here, tell me the untranslatable again. Like in Haitian Creole. Selave men sie iate. And the literal translation is it's washing your hands and wiping them on the floor. So, oh, you're doing something that's like counterproductive. Yes. Is what I said. Yes, yes. Doing something that's counterproductive. Um, oh. S- oh. Oh. Something, something to spite your face is what I was thinking of. Okay. I've never heard that one before. Oh, something, something to spite your face is the English untranslatable. All right. While Jared looks Google that up, while Jared Bing looks that up, I'll to... give him for, okay. our, for our listeners in, in China. While you're doing that, I'll give you the next German untranslatable. It is. I got it. Das, Hold on. Okay. What is Cut it? Cut off your nose to spite your face is what I was thinking of. Or, oh, or it's okay. kind of the same thing where it's like you're essentially, you're, um, yeah. It's just that's what it made me think of. Sorry. Go ahead. Your okay. German untranslatable. Nice. There please. we go. My that German untranslatable. Five my, minutes. It was. <laughs> I would say it was. All right. Here we go. Um, das geht ab wie Schmidt's Katze. That goes like Schmidt's Katze, like something cats. That, that goes, goes like, off like Schmidt's cat. Oh, that Schmitz goes is off. just like a last name. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that went off like a um, what is it called? Where it's like not like a grenade and a, where it's like that went off like a bomb and oh, a funeral yeah. or something like that. That's a bad. <laughs> oh, we just came up with a new translatable. <laughs> um, I don't know well, if I like here, that. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll oh, give like you a fart a, in a funeral or something like that. Is that I? I love these. I hope you keep. 
I think you need to make a segment where you just make up random untranslatables because <laughs> slipping these old gator are great. <laughs> these are right. Yeah, proof. The proof is in the pudding, Jared. That's for sure. Um, well, Jared, I'll help you out with this one because I'm looking for a very specific term. And if you can think of the Ron Burgundy meme where it has the the beer up, what does the meme say? Well, that escalated quickly. There we go. That's okay. what this means. That escalated mm. quickly. Can you give me the, the English literal again? Um, that goes off like Schmitz, Schmitz's cat. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know, you don't have to know who Schmitz is to understand that. Right. As someone that slightly fears, and by slightly, I mean almost kind of fully fears cats. I don't, uh-huh. it's not that I fear them. It's just they make me uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. Cats are suspicious, man. They are suspicious I, I, little buggers. Those, especially when they're walking all over me. I get so I like I never know about those retractable claws, you know? Those could come right. out at any moment. And I'm just like right. And when they do come yeah. out, they they come in hot. But anyway, you don't have to know yeah. anything about Schmitz, but just to know that everyone knows that a cat can be kind of unpredictable, you know? Oh, and for you can sure. never fully, you know, trust a cat, especially if you don't know the cat, you know? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have another one, and it's uh, Spanish, and it's tener violin. Oh, excuse me. Tener violin. To have a violin? Perfect. Okay. To have Parada. A, this, is, this isn't like what we say, like the world's smallest violin when like someone's telling like a sob story, <laughs> is it? No, Mr. Krabs does actually happen to own the world's smallest violin. That is true. It actually... It's true. This is a... A classic untranslatable in the sense that I don't think you're going to get this. Okay. To Let's have put, a violin. All right. All right. All right. Is it, I'm wait, give is you it a to have a, Is it to have a good time? No. Okay. Right, give me I, re- I really don't think you're going to get this, and this is okay. no offense to you because I wouldn't either. So let's imagine we're in class. We're in a class mm-hmm. in high school together or middle school or something, and there's always that one person that is the first person say, hey, who is the third president of the United States of America? And that one person is just like, ooh, me, 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 me. Their hands raised, their hands raised. Right. And you, being the sort of high school bully that you are known to be, <laughs> you, you would be in the back of the classroom to be like, oh my gosh, who has a violin, am I right? And everyone would be like, ha, 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 ha. Okay. And then that person in the front of the classroom um, would uh would be so embarrassed and immediately put their hand down and and look away in shame. So to have a violin is that like a like I, I know what you mean, but I'm trying to express it with words since this is a podcast see, that people listen to. See, 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 which is makes me think that you don't know what it means because okay. it's very simple. It's very simple, and it has nothing it's, to do it's with just what like, it sounds like. Look at this like. nerd. No. See. No. Okay. I was. I. I did too much. I did too much. Okay. What we is are, it? Give it to we, me. Okay. It uh, means your armpit smell. <laughs> really, your yeah. armpit smell. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And That's I was like, hilarious. I saw that and I was like, I have to do this one because yep. there's yep. no way. Like, if you did figure this out, you'd be cheating somehow, and I'd be like, How are you looking at my computer screen right. on the other side right. of my computer screen? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually hacked into our Skype, so uh, it's screen share the whole time when you're talking, Jared. I love that one. And I actually, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's mm-hmm. specifically Venezuelan Spanish. 
Oh, cool. Interesting. All right. Mm -hmm. I love all the, like, I, I would love to have on like a native speaker of Spanish that could like tell us like some of these from their home country and then like different spots. That would be so cool. I feel cool. like we could make that happen. We definitely could. Well, I, I have a couple of people yeah, from MSU um, I could probably contact. How many times have you talked about one of your best friends from high school? Being, uh, oh, that's from true. Chile. <laughs> that's true. Um, but he, he's there, yeah. isn't he? He is, right. and he's in so medical school. Takes some he's, he's a busy. Yeah. He's a busy guy. People right in medical school don't have Anyways. time for anything. <laughs> right. Um, all right. I got one last one for you, and it, it is Chinese. You know, I'm not going to skimp on my my Chinese untranslatables. Mama hoo hoo. Um, because I will admit, once we do talk about the main segment today, I have also been lacking the inspiration and motivation to learn Chinese. It's getting better. But mm. anyways, this is one way that's keeping me a little bit motivated. So here we go. It is, um, I have to, it's funny. I have to like with my hands, I have to like do the up or down when I talk <laughs> to like make sure I pronounce and I'm sure I still mispronounce them. But anyways, here we go. Um, Yong, Yige, Kwatsi, Chifan, De Ren, I said that wrong, De Ren, which means a man with one chopstick goes hungry. Uh, like you gotta, you gotta like um, work for your like you. You need all you need to use all your resources. It's like it's not about it's about who you know. You know, I, I can see exactly why you would think that, Jared. But no, that is not what this means. So think, so think about this, Jared. Um, if you are eating with one chopstick, it's obviously not possible to eat, right? Sure. I mean, in theory, I guess you could stab something and eat it like that if it's like a Once dumpling again, very or something. Uncouth. Also true. <laughs> and you shouldn't do that in China, by the way. Um, or I think most but, Asian um, uh, chopstick using right. countries. I would probably say all of them. But anyways, um, so you, if you only have one chopstick, you could say that you're missing the other chopstick. And when you only have one thing, oh. but now you have two things, are you... Or it's like you're kind of like an idiot. <laughs> no, no, Jared. When oh. you have one thing... <laughs> so, so think about it this way, Jared. We'll, we'll, we'll use... I'm trying to think of another like thing. All right. So say if you only have... Like you're missing like, a piece of the puzzle. You're like, oh, okay. like I, I can't fully understand this because I'm missing. There's something's missing here, you know. Like, oh, maybe, or like someone's telling you a story, and like maybe it's like uh, you're like, hey, where were you all night? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I tripped and I, you know, sprained my toe, so I had to go to the hospital. And you're like, hold on, something's not adding up here. So you also, me I, and I, I, I see, I see where you're coming from, but no, and. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is my fault for not doing a good enough job explaining Me it, too. but I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> no, I would agree I'm with you. Kidding. No, this no, no, just no. means you need, to find, just you need to find balance in your life. That's why I was trying to talk about like, uh, if you only have one thing, it's unbalanced. You need two things to kind of balance each other I got you. So you need to find balance in your life. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's important when it comes to language learning too. Ooh, that was good. Absolutely. Hey. Absolutely. Does Chad feel motivated to learn Chinese? That's the first thing I have written here on my notes. Oh, nice. Well, wh- what what would your answer be? Uh, no, is my answer. Okay. You okay. know why? Because you haven't brought it up once. <laughs> and okay. we do a podcast twice a week that uh, mostly has to do with learning languages. 
<laughs> and culture too. But yeah, that's a good point. That's a good um, point. That would, and I noticed. I don't know. I would say not. Not. I, and no is a little harsh. You know, I, that, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> okay. But I would say you haven't been making the effort. I would say that. I wouldn't say. I you're would not, agree you with that. Yeah. I would one hundred percent agree with that. Um, now, can I ask you this now, first? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does now that you're in China and you're in the situation where you're struggling to have the motivation to learn the language? Now it's odd that they call it. Is it odd? Real quick, is it odd that they call it Chinese Mandarin Cantonese? Like, why do they just call it Chinese? Well, so okay, so so Mandarin is like the standard where most most everybody in China or at least I would assume most educated people in China speak can speak Mandarin. That's like the standard okay. for everything. And then Cantonese is a southern dialect of Chinese. Um, and I think the difference is, um, and I could be wrong about this, but I think, yeah, Mandarin is just like the standard spoken Chinese um, language throughout China. And then Cantonese is, is in the south. And I believe they also speak Cantonese in Macau. And maybe also Hong Kong, but I could be so wrong. They say the South, but it's still like a large population, I would assume. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. Absolutely. So you, um, now, the reason I brought all of this up is because I wonder, are, have you, are you starting to understand? I remember when you first moved to uh, Czech Republic and you were sort of, not shocked, but like sort of disappointed that people that were in positions that like you before you were not as motivated to try to learn Czech and that people were surprised mm-hmm. that you were trying to learn Czech. Do you, does that, is that, are you, can you sort of look at that in more perspective now that you're in a situation where you might be in a relatable situation to someone like that? I, th- I I'm going to give you a yes and a no. I know that's unfair. A classic yine re- from that's, that's right. The classic <laughs> yine, which is German yes and no combined for our non-German speaking <laughs> listeners. Um, so, so I would say if you have the resources available to you and you don't take them, I don't understand that. Mm. Um, because, I, you know, most schools that I know of for the Fulbright program in Czech Republic, they will make some arrangement where you can have free Czech lessons Usually, like for me, it was I met with the Czech teacher and uh, a school administrator once a week, mm. and we That's would do kind of a tandem. Right. It was you would two, teach them two, English, and they would yeah, teach you Czech. And they taught me Czech. Um, now, I also should have put, I'm going to be honest with you, I should have put more effort into learning Czech as well. Um, so maybe I, I should actually be smart and take that as a learning lesson and really hopefully it'll light a fire, light a fire under my ass, and I'll actually get to really learning Chinese. But... I won't, at least at my university, I won't be able to take Chinese classes until next semester. So they'll be mm. free and offered by the university, which, um, well, I'm planning on doing that. The only reason why I wouldn't do it is if I'm teaching while the class is happening. Um, but the thing that I'm hoping to find now is a Chinese tutor. The problem is, is that I have a lot of students that I'm sure would be very happy to help me learn Chinese. Like they're always really helpful when I have questions about Chinese culture. Um, like for example, when I went to class this week, while I was in Beijing, the taxi cab driver asked me, have I eaten yet? Which in Chinese is just like a way to say, how are you? Mm-hmm. And then the way you answer that is like, I have, like I have eaten already. You know, mm-hmm. are you, are you good? I'm good. Right. Um, and so when I asked my student, I already kind of knew what it meant, but I wanted to ask my students just to, just to kind of show them, like, I'm, I'm trying to be aware of your culture too. 
Um, and, and so they really liked that and they explained it and, and I just saw the, their faces light up. And so, um, you're a smooth the whole, devil the, there, Chad. That's, that's right. What can, <laughs> what can I say? But, but the whole, the whole reason why I mention all that stuff is that, um, there are some things that I'm picking up and, and my students would be happy, I think, to tutor me. But I, for me personally, I think that's a conflict of interest. Like if mm. I'm your classroom teacher and you're tutoring me, um, you know, then I think I wouldn't, I might not grade hmm. them as fairly as other students because, you know, maybe we become friends or whatever. And I just don't think that's fair. I think, I think next semester, if I'm not teaching one of my students and they want to tutor me, then sure, that's great. But so basically the whole, the whole reason for this long rant, I could have made this much shorter and just said, I need to find someone at my university who's not my student who would be willing to teach me Chinese. See, I understand where you're coming from. And I understand, and I, obviously it's just easier, especially in your situation, just play it, you know, more safe than sorry and not partake mm-hmm. in these things if you're even questioning it. But I feel like that's an interesting sort of ethical conversation to have about that. Because I don't know if I fully agree with you, but I, I'm in no place to tell you why. <laughs> right. That's fair. It's just an interesting, this is an interesting way to, but I, I understand why you would think that too. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're not you, you, like you, like it's maybe maybe I'm overestimating how motivated you were to learn, and I'm not putting this all on you because I, I I'm in a similar boat too. Let's just be clear, but uh, like maybe I'm putting a little too much on you because you were in an easier situation to get that check education, where maybe mm-hmm. you weren't like maybe if you weren't like if it wasn't as readily available to you, you would be in. Uh, you know, a very similar situation to to the one you are in right now in, in China, where it's like, yes, of course, I'd happily learn it and I'd love to be more proficient. Mm-hmm. But because the opportunity hasn't presented itself, I haven't put myself, I'm speaking as you, in a position right. to actively find that education that theoretically I would like to have or you would like to right. have. Right. Now, I, what I have been trying to do, though, is there's a few uh, Chinese, it's called Chinese Pod or Chinese Pod 101. I have been listening to those once in a while. Mm. Um, but that's you know, people very say p- that, mm-hmm. oh, I really want to learn English. Oh, man, I wish I was a better English speaker. Oh, have you heard of the Untranslatable Podcast? Spread a little love. That's right. Um, <laughs> that is right. Um, but yeah, so, but I think the thing is I need to have more structured study of the language. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you, like with Chinese, like with Czech, I kind of had an idea of where to begin. Right. But with Chinese and I'm, I know these sound like excuses Like I'm not trying to make excuses here, but, but these are, uh, let's, let's be fair, Chad, before you get into this, mm -hmm. these are excuses that everyone, like you're not alone in this. And I think it's useful for you to say this. So other people realize that they're not alone and for you to realize that you're not alone, Chad. Right. I, well, I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it. But um, because I don't know where to begin because I've heard from, I've heard a lot of different things from a lot of different people, you know, like some people are like, oh, just ignore the, ignore, ignore the characters <laughs> altogether um, mm. and don't worry about them because, but then on the other hand, Focus it's on like conversation, I, conversation, exactly, which, which I, which I agree to some extent, like really my goal here in China is to be able to do basic things conversationally, but that's I kind think of what it would you also recommended to me for learning Spanish, by the way. Well, are you going to be writing academic papers in Spanish? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, and, and look, and reading Spanish, I mean, I would say Spanish, 
Spanish is a. I think reading skills in Spanish are different than reading skills in Chinese because you don't have to learn characters. Is the same characters and it's very phonetic too. Right. So I mean, for you, like reading Spanish, you could probably, if you can speak basic Spanish, you could probably pick up a like a like a very basic book and be able to make heads and tails of it. You know what I mean? Or or like for for travel purposes, you could probably go to a restaurant and figure out, you know, what's on the menu, if, even if there's no pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Chinese characters um, are a whole different beast to learn. Right. But I think it's also a really interesting insight into the culture, which is why I, am, I would like to learn a little bit about the characters. Um, now, am I going to become fluent in Chinese in this year I'm here? Probably not. I would say like 99% no. If I stay here for another year, which right now, little spoiler alert, I'm definitely leaning to that, um, especially if, if I can renew at my university. I really love yes. it at my university here. Um, but anyways, so I think, I think with two years, if I actually put in the work, I think now fluent, maybe not, but like conversational, like very basic conversational and definitely comprehension wise, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that is attainable. Um, and I'm already like, there are certain words that I pick up now that like I've heard enough where like I know and I've, and some of them I've learned from context, like the word, the word dwee, um, well, I've heard dwee and dewey, so I don't know which, which is proper, (laughs) uh, which also once again, because I don't have a private tutor or a teacher, these are questions I need to figure out because I don't want to be always saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, um, that means like right or like, yeah, or like correct. Um, and I okay. hear people use it all the time. Um, and like I said, there are other words like, like Jiga. It's like stimmt. Like das mm-hmm. stimmt. Yeah, it's like that's stimmt. the German form mm-hmm. of like, I agree or that's right yeah. or, ye- or essentially yes, but like in right. agreement. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, but anyways, I think the key, I, but the reason why I wanted to do this episode, one is I hope it will inspire both of us and inspire others, obviously. But I will tell you, Jared, after going to Beijing and, uh, and, you know, sitting at a, at a Chinese restaurant with like a bunch of um, German crew members where one of them spoke Chinese or well, a little bit of Chinese. Um, and I, her and I were really the only ones that knew ba- a few basic phrases. You know, I'm not trying to tout myself as this guy who speaks good Chinese because I definitely don't. Listen to my Chinese untranslatables and you will <laughs> learn very, very quickly that I don't speak great Chinese by any means. But... Um, but it, that like was when I kind of realized like I was, um, you know, and not and some of it wasn't even speaking. Like I was doing the 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 numbers here are different in China. So you know you have one. For our listeners, I'll explain what I'm doing. So you have one with your index finger, two with your index and middle finger. At least where where I live, they do three, kind of like the OK symbol. So it would be your middle finger, your mm, ring finger, white and your pinky. <laughs> then you have four, which is the same way we would do it in the United <laughs> States with your, your four fingers. And then your thumb is inside your palm. Five is all five fingers. But then six for Americans out there, it's like the hang loose sing- symbol. So it's, it's your thumb. Interesting. And your pinky. Yeah, that's six. So it's all done on one hand. So six, uh, six, then, um, at least I've seen some people do seven where it's like you put your fingers and your thumb together to make like a V like a um, Kermit the frog mouth. Kind of, yeah, but you point your hand up. Um, okay. Seven, eight is kind of like a like finger like guns a almost. Eight shooters. Yeah. Nine is is like a little hook with your index finger, and ten is the fist closed. Interesting. So, but so when we were ordering that seems food, way more 
convenient though. It's, like I it's get great. It. Yeah, it's great being able to do it on one hand. Um, and I learned that six is a lucky and it's number very, in China. Like, like there's no confusion. There's no right. confusion with that too. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and so so anyways, so when we were ordering food though, I was doing like the the. You know, if it was past five, I would do the things. And the waitress, like, Hell immediately. Like, yeah. it was. Yeah. So that was like one of those things well, that kind of inspired me. I mean, there's the same thing in Germany where it's like, if you, like, no one, like, if you do a three where you have your thumb and your pinky uh, and like your middle three fingers up, that's very American thing to do. The Germans yep. do the, uh, it's thumb, thumb, <laughs> I yeah, couldn't thumb, do it. <laughs> thumb, index, and middle finger, yeah. And I, like, that's, how, that's how if you've seen the movie Glorious Bastards, that's how they get caught that they're not yeah. German. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, so, yeah. But, that, but see, being one of the few people that could even speak a little bit of Chinese, you know, like, and once again, it's very basic, but like what we were doing is when we were looking at the menu, um, I would point and I would say jiga, which means this. Um, mm-hmm. And then she would look at me, and I would tell her with the with the different um, you know hand signals. So that kind of inspired me a little bit and motivated me to. That's when I started to realize, like, oh wow, like you are picking up some bits and pieces of Chinese culture, albeit very basic, but still. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it's like a good to way. Feel more like like the more you pick up, the more it starts to feel like possible. You know, where it's right. like, oh, I could probably do this if I and the you other. Know. Right. And the other thing I've noticed, Jared, is that when I was in the Czech Republic, the first like two and a half months, every night I was exhausted. And, mm. and at first, like, I didn't know why. I thought it was maybe my teaching load. I taught a lot of classes. I definitely had a heavier teaching load there than I do here. Um, but, you know, I was getting enough sleep. It wasn't that I wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, but what I realized was my brain was really trying to process and figure out the language around me. And I think that's what really kind of tired me out. Like I would hear people speak in Czech and I would try to figure right. it out. And now I've realized that like, I, I think my brain has now gotten accustomed to like being okay with not knowing everything that's going on around me in a foreign language. But mm-hmm. also I do pick up now here in China on certain words I know. Like Ren means person, for example. So I'll hear, I'll mm-hmm. hear different like Ren. Um, um, but it, in general, um, yeah. it does take mm-hmm. more brain power to, you know, act like, you know, when, when you and I speak in English together, you don't have to think about what I'm saying to be able to comprehend what I'm saying. It just goes Correct. in and immediately you know what I'm saying. But there's Correct. just an extra filter. Even when I speak German and even as someone that in, in my heyday, like say in, you know, right before I moved back to... Uh, to the U.S. or something, and you know, and, and when I lived in Germany from in the fourth year, I could speak pretty conversationally, but there still mm-hmm. was like I still didn't feel like I was at you know sort of the fluency level where there wasn't like a filter that it had to pass through in my head right. in order to uh, you know comprehend it. And I and I hate to say this, but I, I I definitely was there, but I think I'm starting mm-hmm. to lose it. Like I realized when I was talking to Annabelle and her crew. I had to think really hard about what I was saying. Now, I wasn't translating Dude, back and forth. How do you think forth. I feel? Um, not great. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I feel so, like, kind of shitty, you know? Right. Well, but, hey, this is why we're having this talk, Jared, so we can inspire ourselves and get motivated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. This is why we're having this talk. I'm sorry I cut you off. Once again, you're, you're, uh, you're a good. beautifully old, pixelated person. 
Um, <laughs> I have some um, some tips to inspire uh, and someone to learn a, a new language. And I just want to run through some of them with you. Maybe get a quick little insight from you on them, how you feel about Let's this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, you have to actually want to learn. Like, you can't Absolutely. just be like... Uh, you know, for example, I've talked in early episodes many times about how for many, many years I took French in elementary school and middle school and high school, and I never really became anywhere close to as proficient as I should have been. And a lot of that's just because I was always taking it my entire life because I was required to take another language. And I was like, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, I started with French somehow. I guess I'll stick with it, you know. Right. And I never really gave it the, the time of day that it deserved. Right. Um, you know, when I lived, when I learned German, I actually wanted to learn because my friends around me were speaking German. I had neighbors that I played mm-hmm. soccer with. I right. lived in Germany and it was easier to mm-hmm. buy things. You actually, you actually, you have to actually want to do it. I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing. And you can't, I feel like you also can't lie to yourself about wanting to do it. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Because it, 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 the proof is in the pudding, you know? Almost definitely. right there, by the way. I, so, I agree um, 100%. Sometimes I wonder about that with myself regarding things like, say, Spanish. Spanish. Um, or Chinese because, for you know, me, as maybe. As soon as I sort of gave up... As soon as I gave up on falsely identitat, I was like, uh, "All right, you know, I, you know, my my attempt to find shows or to watch mm-hmm. movies in Spanish just fell off." And also, kind of with piano too. I mean, we always talk about how language and music have a lot of similarities, but it's just like, right? I, I know I want to in mm-hmm. my head, but it's just like, but I'm not I, the I'm not reflect my actions aren't reflecting that. So that's that's right. one I have. Okay, I, I agree with you. Let me let me give you my two cents real quick. That that Please. is what we do here, Jared. Um, but but anyways, my I would say one hundred percent. I think a lot of people have a room, and even myself too. You know, we have this kind of romanticized idea of oh, it would be so great if I was you know a polyglot or I could speak all these languages. Um, but you know, talk is cheap, and I think the toughest thing is being able to just do it. Sit down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's even my problem is I, I have enough, I mean, I'm busy, but I have enough, I could make the free time to sit down and spend 20 minutes a day doing something in Chinese. Um, and you know what? Mm-hmm. I think you and I should make a pact today, right here, right now, where we are going to spend at least, <laughs> we'll start easy, we'll ease into it, at least okay. 10 minutes a day, you doing Spanish, me doing Chinese, 10 minutes every day. Um, and what I think we should do is at the end of every week, I think you and I should report to each other, whether we do it on the podcast or not, we should report to each other and tell each other what we've learned. Can I, I'm going to do this. We do Chinese and Spanish words of the pod every episode. And right. I'm not telling you anything about your Chinese word, but for me, I would request that I replace my Spanish word of the pod with what I've done to, you know, forward my Spanish in the past, you know, however many days we have between each episode. Um, Whether that be um, looking up some sort of, you know, maybe, for example, I love cars. Maybe I'll look Mm -hmm. up car videos, like my, you know, the standard sort of car videos I watch, but find someone that doesn't Spanish. 
songs. It'll mm-hmm. help with our songs of the pod, maybe. Right. Like it could oh, be sure. sort of any sort of intake of the language and I the think culture. Would be very yes. useful. Yes. Do it. Yes. That would be great. I'm going to continue doing Chinese words okay. of the pod because I just enjoy them and they're. It's a little more urgent for you. Right. Well, and some of them are like cool words. Like it's like it's always interesting to see. Like like when I did the word, um, I think I did. I think it was education, and like the character actually had a couple different meanings. So for me, like that's an interesting well, you know way to I learn some do? other stuff. Yeah. What? I can also just pull, like I we can make this. I mean, I could also just like from. If I'm doing a lot of Spanish sort of, if I'm doing, mm-hmm. staying consistent with, say, you know, 10 minutes of Spanish intake a day, I could ideally find a word out of that somewhere, you know. So maybe Sounds that good. could just be how I evolve my Spanish word of the pod section. Sounds oh, good. Well, look at that. All right, let's move on. Continually challenge yourself. For example, set goals where you require yourself to do uh, 10 minutes of work a day and bring it to your podcast for your... Uh, tens of listeners to listen to yeah uh, i think that's great this also covers oh all these are kind of the same i'm gonna just blast through a couple of these in one go create a routine and set goals those are kind of both similar but not the same thing i think yes. it's um important to make sure that uh like as we always talk about when it comes to language learning one of the most important things is consistency so mm-hmm. I think make sure that you can consistently uh, commit to doing something once a week, at the, at the least. Obviously, more is ideal, but at the very mm-hmm. least, just get to some sort of schedule where you can have yourself... And, and yeah, and, and I also don't... You don't have to make these insane goals where it's like, all right, for two hours every, you know, every day, I'm going to sit down and uh, commit this amount of time to it. It's just having the consistency of immersing yourself in the language i think so even if even if you start with 30 minutes every week it's better than oh yeah than doing two hours every three to six weeks or whatever oh 100 percent. i would say it's um, even better to do like f- two to five minutes a day um i would say if you can do it on a daily basis and make it a habit i think i think it's mm-hmm. either like between three to six weeks is how long it takes for something to become a habit. Maybe eight weeks. I'm not really sure. But yeah, if you can do it every day, I think that's super important. Super duper important. Um, make it fun. And by make it fun, I mean find events around this. Now, maybe you like, you, you're trying to learn Spanish. Maybe you could find a cool club or bar or something that plays salsa music and you could dance mm-hmm. to that for example or right um make a trip around something like oktoberfest if you're trying to learn german um right you know sort of events where you could where you could one you can um have situations where you can immerse yourself but also you could sort of set it goes along with setting goals in the sense where it's like hey I know that I want to say travel to, like, I would love, uh, my, my uh, girlfriend and I would love to travel to Colombia. We know we can get mm-hmm. there cheap, and it, we both would love to go to South America. Something like that would make me be like, I would like to go to Colombia knowing that I could at least order some food and say hello, you know? And oh, definitely. And not completely just fall apart and go to the, uh, <laughs> do you speak English right away? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so um, I would say make it fun and, uh, you know, and, and don't just make it like some sort of chore. And I think a lot of me, the reasons why I focus on languages that I want to learn or that I try to learn at least something is so I don't feel like a fool when I go to that country. Yeah, I would agree. I think another important thing to stay inspired and motivated when learning a language is uh, by making it like a part of your life. Like you mentioned like watching car videos. I think that's a great idea. You know, you have to, it has to have some connection to your life. You can't just learn a language to learn mm -hmm. a language. Like you have to learn it either for travel purposes or, um, you know, like for me learning German, a big part of it was like, I wanted to learn more about like German music. And when I say German music, I mean like German rock music and pop music and all that stuff. Um, and so I think there has to be some type of intrinsic thing about the language that that you can connect with in your like normal daily life i think that's really important to keep motivated mm -hmm. yes make friends that speak that language now that's obviously difficult in theory but if you're listening to this podcast or if you're recording this podcast i'm talking to us you know how to work the internet pretty mm -hmm. thoroughly and right. you can find communities on Facebook, even though uh, I'm sick of Facebook. Dude, I, Facebook has ever since, so Chad and I got, kick, got hacked on our Facebook. Someone wanted to hack our measly, untranslatable podcast Facebook page, and it messed up both of our accounts. Now I mm -hmm. can't even see um, notifications anymore. They just don't show up on either oh, my really? computer okay. or my phone. It doesn't show up. Hmm. kind of a blessing in disguise. I kind of love it. <laughs> it's kind of great. But that's <laughs> that's sort of the antithesis of what I'm about to say right now. Make friends that speak that language. And I know that's lofty, especially coming from someone like me that uh, waxes poetically about how terrible I am at making friends. But that doesn't mean I'm bad at the internet. And I know that there are communities right. on the internet where you can... You can Focus it on whatever you're, much like, as I mentioned a second ago, car videos. Focus it on whatever it is you're actually interested in. Interested in. Right. And, and there's probably people that speak the, you know, Spanish or Italian or whatever the language is that are also interested right. in the same thing right. that are talking about it on social media because that's how social media works. Have you ever um, partake, par partook, partaken, Mr. English teacher? Partaken. Partaken. Have partaken? Have you ever partaken in any sort of um, online groups uh, for German? Um, that's a good question. Or that, that not even for German online groups that could be about anything that are spoken, you know, spoken in German. Oh yeah, I have a couple like language. I have a couple Czech ones as well on Facebook, where it's like random, like learn Czech. Since I've been to China, I mean, my Facebook use has gone down. Incredibly, I feel really bad. Actually, I still have about twenty messages in my b inbox for my birthday that I still haven't responded to because, like, it's so much work just to get on Facebook. Yeah, I'm like, I, and I, I'm still waiting for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, so, I get that. I mean, um, but it's but also I, like I do. I do like the idea of that. Where uh, I also have some Instagram pages. Where I have some Instagram pages. Uh, once again, I don't really check Instagram anymore since I've been in China. Like rarely check it, but um, 
I have a couple check pages there. I don't have any Chinese ones. Um, although I'm sure there are plenty of them on Facebook and Instagram. I just didn't look because I figured I probably wouldn't be using them that much here in China. So mm-hmm. any excuse I have, and like you said, with the whole not receiving Facebook notifications, it's been kind of nice. Like it's been really nice not having to be on Facebook all the time, like not feeling like I need to it's be on free. social media. But on the other hand, I will agree with you there. I think social media can be a really useful tool to learn language, connect with people, and also like just see stuff on a daily basis where it can keep you up and, and, and inspired and motivated to continue to keep learning that language. And I think it's also important that, yeah, whenever you learn a language, you have to be aware. It's not always going to be easy. And the more times you can make it fun, the better. But some days it's not going to be fun. Some days you're, it's going to be difficult to understand certain concepts That's or whatever. Fair. And you just That's have to fair. accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's why you have to find things that keep you engaged, especially as like as a, in a self-taught situation. Maybe not self-taught, but self, like you have to push yourself to, you know, get to those places where you can learn. Let's put it that way. I don't want to say self-taught, but uh, yeah. Right. Hey, one of my ways that I promise you that I will be using to you know, come to you t- with my sort of small snippets of ways that I'm trying to uh, immerse myself into Spanish will 100% be music involved. Oh, absolutely. I can guarantee that. Absolutely. Now, Before... We hear at the... At the... Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, please. But before, I th- before you go where I think you're going, I want to just give a couple more tips, if that's okay. cool. Please. So I think, like, like, like you said... Um, I think the social media is good. I think also doing doing things in your daily life with the language is important. Um, finding friends, like you also said, is super important. The, I mean, this isn't a super realistic one, but if you could find a boyfriend or a girlfriend who speaks that language, I think that can be incredibly helpful and incredibly motivating. <laughs> um, hey, if you're single hey, and ready to mingle. Get married, get a green card, and just move to that country. That's right, exactly. It's just that easy. Another thing, though, too, is is uh, I think sometimes, too, to stay motivated and inspired, you have to try unorthodox methods. So, like, one thing that I've thought about doing, and I might still do it. We'll see. If I do it, I'll, I'll send you pictures. Um, what I've been thinking about doing is um, buying a, a shit ton of Post-it notes and, like, writing the Chinese words for, like, mm. door and then the character and, like, table and chair and mm-hmm. just, like, posting it all around my apartment. Classic. You know, like, I live alone, so it's like the only person that would get sick of it in theory is me anyway. So it's like, why not, you know? Um, and so <laughs> trying unorthodox methods can also kind of keep it fresh and keep it interesting. Because if you're just using a textbook all the time, like, that gets pretty boring, at least in mm-hmm. my opinion. Unless unless you're super motivated. Like, it really depends on your motivation levels. But this episode is for those of us who aren't always incredibly motivated. Um, yeah, we're talking about staying motivated to exactly. learn those languages. Exactly. So, yeah. Because it's, um, the easiest part is to be like, I want to learn this language. I'm going to do it. And it's like, all right, do it. And it's like, all right, I'll get back to you in like right. 13 years. E- exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so unorthodox methods are important. I think if you have the opportunity, enroll in some online class, enroll in uh, a class at a at a university or like some community centers in the States I know offer 
uh, language stuff. Also, like clubs, there might be like a, like a German association or a Spanish association where you can go. Now, obviously, that depends on your language level. And if you're really willing to jump in the deep end, some people are and some people aren't. So it really depends. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so um, I guess those would be my last couple of tips. And and don't be afraid some days to just accept the fact that you need to hunker down and be disciplined and, and still push through it. So, And I'm excited because starting starting today, Jared and I are going to spend 10 minutes a day him doing something for Spanish, me doing something for Chinese. So I'm excited to see that what this progress we will make together. And that leads me to my very last point is find a buddy where you can keep each other accountable. You can motivate each other and you can share what you learn. You know, I know Jared. Well, at least yeah. I think Jared is curious to know about the Chinese stuff I'll be learning. He seems like he's interested. So I think it'll be good. And yeah. I am 100%. <laughs> I am I 100% curious to hear what Jared is learning in Spanish because I can speak a little bit of Spanish. So I'll try to learn vicariously through Jared. But now I agree with you, Jared. Music is an amazing way to learn languages. And I think we should talk about our song of the pod. Yes. Um, this person is part of my french fucking amazing yeah Um, tosh sultana is absolutely fantastic mm -hmm. and the song is tosh sultana jungle sorry yes well no you're fine i started with um the uh tiny desk concert just to get like a vibe Mm -hmm. of it you know and then from there i started to look for songs and stuff but um what the first thing it made me think of actually kind of made me crack up thinking of was you and I trying to do jam sessions where we would try to, where we, you, well, actually, there were points where it was we because you'd be like, all right, yeah. I'm going to play it. I'm going to need you to hit this exactly on the one. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, exactly. Um, uh, was the, the looping part of it where you have mm-hmm. to time it up perfectly? I mean, which makes sense. It's not a, but you have to time it up perfectly for that loop to work or else. Right. Uh, very quickly, you know, maybe for the first three loops, it's it it kind of works, but then it'll very quickly fall out of sync if it's just right. constantly slightly right. out of sync and it's mm-hmm. looping. So, right. um, just watching uh, them loop it and it be so smooth, I was already like, "Oh, you son of a bitch! How are you doing this?" <laughs> right. Right. Um, but uh, uh, Tosh Sultana is a. Uh, I guess like a multi-instrument talented person Mm -hmm. that um, at least in this song does everything from guitar to singing to uh, bass to percussion to a um, also a um, uh, 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 like an electronic bass line also Mm -hmm. like electronic beat under that synth or oh yeah a beat gotcha and the episode, and not the episode, the version of the song that uh, you will all see on the Untranslatable Podcast YouTube Song of the Pod playlist will will be the um, the bedroom uh, like I don't remember which, what what they call it, but it's like the bedroom sort of version of it. And essentially, they just are uh, in their bedroom producing it on the fly, uh, or you know, I don't know if it's on the fly, mm-hmm. but like you know, producing it theoretically. Um, like uh, in one go is at least yeah. the uh, vibe that I mean if you're if, if they're doing it in the room and controlling all those different parts it, there's a good chance that that's probably true I'd believe 
excuse me. I just drank a sparkling water and it shows. Um, but it's very impressive. I was so impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very unique too. You know, it, all, it almost kind of reminds me of a, like a one person hiatus coyote almost. Right. Um, yeah. Which is a uh, song of the pod that we had, a, or uh, like an artist from a song of the pod we had many, many episodes ago, but that has turned mm-hmm. into one of my, uh, a very uh, artist that I listen to all the time nowadays. So I got that vibe, but a very different um, feel. Like it's a little, it's a little like, um, I don't want to say not aggressive. That's not the right word, but it's okay. like a slightly different vibe. Um, oh, for sure. But um, still, but still like a similar concept in the way that I feel like the music is made in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not true, but that's just the vibe I get. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, it's always cool to see not only to see like cool songs or hear cool songs, but to also see the artist doing it and to know that like to see that like, oh, this is a legitimate artist through and through. Right. Almost oh, artist yeah. more than per- performer. Not that they're a bad yeah. performer, but it's clearly artistry right. first here. Right. Oh, yeah. And it, and like you said, it's so challenging to be able to manage all those different layers and textures with a, with a loop station. And Tosh Sultana does an amazing job. Um, <laughs> we so tried check to add it out. a simple bass line. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it, it took, took us more than five like tries. Eight tries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so check that out. Jungle by Tosh Sultana. It is fantastic. You will not be disappointed. Yes. Well, Jared, it is time for my yes. Chinese word of the pod. My Chinese word of the pod today is Dongji, and Dongji means motivation. thought that would be very fitting for mm. today. My Spanish word of the pod is motivar. Now, I'm sure I you wonder what that could be. I wonder what that could be. Now, that's the verb, though, right? That's the verb, though, right? It's yeah. to motivate. It's the infinitive. To motivate, yeah. yeah. So, if you, so if I were to say uh, I motivate... Well, how would you say I motivate myself? Like me moti motivo. No sé. Okay. All right. No sé, señor. Let's just. I'm just gonna edit that. Not, not, that never happened. Not gonna. Not we gonna teach our listeners the, the, the wrong on. the wrong Spanish. All right. Well, now it's time for a couple jokes. I got. I have two originals okay. for you today, Jared. Slipping two on originals gator piss. for you. Here we go. How can a how can a television prove that someone is lazy? How? When you can't find the remote, you don't turn on the TV. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that one's pretty true. Maybe not that funny, but pretty true. Yeah, no, that's very uh, true. Uh, all right, and <laughs> that's just why, yeah, this is a fact of life right there. <laughs> right, right. That's why Jared didn't laugh. That's true. Uh, so, Listen, Jared, I'm, why I'm a hard person to make laugh, to be fair. That's true. Why shouldn't you be mad at lazy people? Oh, why not? Because it's not like they're doing anything. <laughs> okay. See, now, Chad, that's a quality joke. <laughs> that is? Okay. Well, I, I appreciate it. I, I like appreciate that it. One. That was good. <laughs> okay. And you know, listen, not... I, I don't care how good or bad a joke is. If it's a uh, Chad original, it, I already like it more than anything that's not a Chad original. I don't care what it is. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it, buddy. That is for yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time to give a little quote. And I think the key here with... Um, Staying motivated and staying inspired with learning a language is um, I think you have to hold yourself accountable, 
or have someone else like Jared. He's great to hold me accountable for learning more Chinese. You betcha. And also, like we mentioned, make it fun, make it interesting, make it relatable to your own life. If you buy a textbook and you find the textbook boring, I'm sorry, but don't use that textbook anymore. There are millions of resources online. Many fregista. Exactly. Out the window, (laughs) defenestrate that book. Love that word. Um, and, And yeah, just make it fun. Make it interesting. Don't be afraid to try some crazy methods and get a little unorthodox. And we hope that you will all stay inspired. Yes. 